Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, and joining us, as usual, is the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hi, Scott. I'm really well. Thank you. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. We've had some people email us and uh, leave some comments on our podcast asking about how they can apply EFT to their children. And uh, I think that's a, just a wonderful question. And I guess the first part of this question is, uh, you know, is there an age limit when you should start using or, or below which you should not be using EFT? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, well, I would suggest the sooner the better. Um, and so with using EFT on children, there are uh, different ways that we can can do this. So why, why not let's start at the beginning. If, uh, if people have an anxiety about their newborn or a very young baby, uh, and I've had emails and clients ask, emails asking me and clients ask me too about this, great, we can still use EFT uh, with the baby. Um, quite obviously, the baby won't be tapping on herself, uh, but we can tap on her behalf. So that's called surrogate tapping. Mm, uh, cool. So, uh, so uh, don't forget that um, we are made up of energy and we're all connected in the matrix through energy. So tapping on someone's behalf uh, works equally as well as tapping um, on them or them tapping on themselves or us tapping on ourselves, whatever way we look at it. Uh, Because so long as we set the intention uh, that we are working on that person's behalf, uh, we are going to get some great results. So um, I encourage parents uh, to tap on their baby's behalf and, of course, on their young children's behalf as well. So what I would recommend uh, is if, for example, a child is colicky or unable to sleep uh, or um, is uh, frightened of maybe they've had a nightmare uh, or frightened of the dark. I mean, there's so many different areas that EFT can benefit children. Um, But the child is perhaps too young to tap on themselves then surrogately tap on their behalf. And uh, if the child is unable to speak because they're too young, then have a sense of what they might say, how they might uh, verbalize it if they were able to speak. Um, And in that case, even though my tummy hurts, or even though I'm really angry, or even though no one's listening to me, I, I accept myself or, or use the kind of language that a, a little one would use. So, for example, even though I'm really angry and no one's listening, um, I'm still a good little girl or I'm still beautiful or I'm still precious or mummy still loves me. Whatever seems appropriate for your child, for your little baby that's in distress. And then use EFT as you would do on yourself, tapping all the points, but speaking on that baby's behalf. So I'm really angry, I'm screaming, no one's listening to me, and so on, just moving down the points. So that's how I suggest working with a very young child, Scott, surrogately tapping on their behalf. Now, this this surrogate tapping can move through uh, into toddlers as well. So, for example, uh, the youngest child uh, that I've worked on with her mother uh, recently has been a three-year-old, and um, the mum was, I was, so I was tapping on myself, her mum was tapping on herself, 
Um, and then sometimes her mum was tapping on her as well. Uh, so the mum was tapping surrogately for the little girl uh, on her behalf. Uh, and again, getting a sense of what that child might be feeling. Now, of course, if the child can, is old enough to speak, then we can ask them, well, how do you feel? Um, about this. So in her case, she was three and she was very jealous of her baby sister who was getting a lot of, of attention, particularly when her baby sister cried. She was getting even more attention. So that, that made her jealous. Now, of course, the three-year-old didn't say, I'm jealous, uh, but she, she su suggested that she was unhappy about something that her sister had done. Uh, so that's what we tapped on. And uh, then uh, as the child gets older, they may be able to or they might, may want to tap on themselves. And that's where we can make it fun uh, because uh, children, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, are like little sponges. So EFT is really effective with children. So get them as evolved and, and be as creative as you can um, and uh, let them have fun as they're tapping the points. Um, and, of course, have fun with the words that you use as well. Uh, for example, if I was tapping with you, Scott, I would, I would use language appropriate to you being an adult man. Uh, if I was tapping with a three-year-old little girl, I would use entirely different language because mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be appropriate to speak to her as I would do to speak to you. So, again, it's keeping the language appropriate and, of course, keeping it fun um, to ensure that the child is engaged as well. Um, and, of course, uh, many of the listeners may know Tappy Bear, uh, who is a creation of uh, one of my colleagues in uh, the U.S., Till Schilling. And I really recommend uh, you to go to his website, uh, tappybear.com, or you can go Google Till's name. Uh, he, he is all over the Internet with Tappy Bear. And uh, what he experienced with his young girl some years ago uh, was he, I think he walked into the living room one day and they were very ex experienced as a family of tapping. He'd shown all of um, the, his wife and his girls how to tap. And he walked into the living room and he noticed one of his little girls was tapping on her teddy bear. And he asked her what she, uh, she was doing and uh, uh, she said that her... Uh, she, I, whatever she felt, for example, I feel frustrated. And so she was tapping on behalf of the teddy bear. And he suddenly had a, an amazing idea that this was a great way uh, for a ch child to channel however she was feeling onto the bear. Uh, so uh, it eased the child. It's, uh, in other words, it didn't seem wrong to feel the way she felt. So if a child was angry, that was okay. If a child was frustrated, that was okay. So somehow by tapping on a teddy bear or a toy or a doll, uh, perhaps would enable a child to think, well, actually, maybe it's the toy that feels that way. Um, and it's okay for me to feel that way. Uh, so one way that I encourage my young clients um, to use EFT if they're at a certain age is to bring along their toy or I have a tappy bear here in my office and so the child can tap on tappy bear. So with the case of the three-year-old um, a month or so ago, the mother was tapping on her daughter and her daughter was tapping on the teddy bear. Which brings a question to my mind, Annabelle, when you talk about uh, how I'm just trying to get clear in my mind how this actually works. So if I had, say, a three-year-old child in my arms and I was going to do a, some tapping, would I actually be tapping the karate point on the child and then the head and around the eyes and everything? Or 
would I be tapping on myself for the child? Yeah, these are great questions, Scott, because if you can imagine a three-year-old, she's probably, she or he, is probably not going to sit there placidly just sitting, smiling, if you're trying to tap on her face. I mean, most three-year-olds I know are kind of wriggly and, and get bored easily, and they want to jump around and have fun. Uh, rather than be obedient and sit still. So, of course, we have to gauge what the child would prefer. Uh, there are times, perhaps at night, uh, if a child is about to go to sleep and maybe has a tummy ache, for example, it might be really nice as the child lay in bed for mom or dad to tap on her face. And that might be soothing and uh, create that connectedness that's, that's necessary and supportive for the child. Uh, but I think there are other times where the child will not want to be tapped at all, on at all. Uh, so in that case, uh, with the case of my client, she, the mother, was actually tapping on herself, and her daughter was sitting on her lap, and her daughter was holding Tappy Bear, and her daughter was tapping on Tappy Bear. Wow. Cool. As you know, Scott, and we're always saying, there's no right or wrong uh, with EFT, and so there's no right or wrong uh, with how we apply it as well. So, for example, as I mentioned earlier, it could be a very appropriate uh, time to tap on the child. Perhaps that child is feeling unwell or needs nurturing. You're, there's a loving moment, and you're cuddling up. Uh, maybe uh, somebody sits with their child on their lap or the child's laying in bed, and that, that's lovely to tap on them. And then there are other times where the child uh, isn't interested and wants to run around and have no part uh, in the EFT, uh, and so then the parent or whoever can then tap on their behalf, so they're actually tapping on themselves at this point with the intention of tapping for the, the little one. Wow. And it seems to me, too, that it would be fairly easy to turn this all into a game where, uh, you know, okay, Johnny, you know, can you tap here? And, you know, you're tapping the karate chop point, and then can you top of the head, you know, top of the head, over the eyes, beside the eyes. Exactly. I love that. And I think that's so much fun as well, because then the child's engaged and they're copying. Uh, so they're sitting opposite the adult. And uh, so mum, for example, is tapping top of the head and then the, the little boy is tapping the top of his head. Um, and then making it really simple. So for example, at the karate chop point, the setup, it doesn't have to be long and elaborate. I mean, a lot of my clients, say to me, wow, when you do the setup, the even though, they really do go on. And I know I'm, I'm known for that a little bit, but I like to cover all eventualities. Well, it's highly unlikely a little child would be interested in saying all that. So just a nice, simple, short uh, explanation of what's happening. Even though I'm really mad with my little sister, I'm still a good little girl. And maybe once or twice. We don't have to do it three or four times at the karate chop point. Even though I'm really mad, mummy loves me very much. And then go to the top of the head, a nice, simple statement. I'm really mad. I don't want to look at my little sister. Um, she makes me angry. Things like that, just nice, simple little statements and a lot of repetition. I remember uh, from my teaching days as well with kids, lots of repetition. So the, really we don't need to be uh, too creative with the phrases if we're tapping with the child, just pretty much the same statements at each tapping point. Right, right. That's a great, great point. 
and and I think you know it's something that we can really have a lot of fun with our children with, and as their meridians are all aligned and everything as they're growing up, they're going to be able to deal with uh, things that happen in their life a lot differently than uh, if it was not the case. I mean, we all know of kids that have temper tantrums, and we've got lots of problems with autism and ADD and everything else, and it would seem to me that this would, uh, I'm not going to say necessarily cure those sort of things, but definitely would help the uh, child deal with these sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, Allowing the child to know that they're safe and uh, that they're doing the, their best, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with them, um, and uh, they're, they're good and they're very much loved. Um, and I think this is a, a hu- this opens up a huge doorway when you mention things like autism and ADD, Scott, because um, a number of uh, my clients uh, who have approached me in the past uh, have said my child has autism or um, ADHD or something uh, along those lines. And I think this then... Um, then we move into the second part of how to use EFT uh, with children, which, which it, before I start being specific about autism, for example, is the understanding of how whatever is going on um, is affecting the parent. Uh, so it's very easy to think, um, oh, the child's upset, we must fix the situation or we must fix the child. Um, but what about how the impact it's having on the parents? So as uh, many listeners know, I specialize in serious and chronic illness. So I'm regularly contacted by parents of teenagers and children and toddlers and even sadly babies that have been diagnosed with chronic conditions. Mm. Um, and uh, the first stage for me uh, when I work, when I consider working in that way is how is it affecting the parents um, what's, what's it, what is that doing to the dynamic of the family? How are they perceiving their lifestyle now? What fears and, uh, and stress is arising for them? And uh, to, in order to help the child, it's really important that the parent helps themselves first. And uh, what we say in the EFT world uh, as getting themselves out of the way. Uh, so for, let me clarify that a little bit. So, uh, for example, say I'm a mother and I have uh, I've found out my child uh, has been diagnosed uh, with, uh, for example, Crohn's disease. Uh, uh, my immediate reaction is to go into stress and overwhelm, wondering what that would mean. Uh, perhaps I'd have no idea even what Crohn's is. I have no idea the impact of that on the child and the family. And uh, then I start to think about the limitations, how it will debilitate the child and so forth. And then all my fears just mount and mount, all my stresses, the, the filters through which I, uh, I use to look at the world come into play, my limiting beliefs step in. And all of that, even on an energetic level, if I don't even open my mouth at that point, is projected onto the child. 
So it's really, really important for parents if they want to use EFT with their children, uh, particularly if it's a, a chronic condition. So it, it could be illness, it could be behavioral patterns that have played out for a while, is they start to think, how is this affecting me as the parent? Um, and therefore, um, how can I resolve this and ease the effect it's having on me through EFT? Uh, so they use EFT on all their worries and stresses and beliefs around the topic. Uh, and then, th therefore, naturally, it's going to shift the energy around the child as well. Hmm. So I'll give you um, an example. I was working uh, with a family in Italy, and their daughter um, had been diagnosed. I think she was six, and she was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um, and uh, the mother called me, actually it was quite a long time before we ended up working together, uh, but she wanted me to work with the daughter and I, I suggested that um, I would be most happy to, but I felt that it was really important at first to address how the mother was feeling. Uh, so we, we tapped on all her anxieties and stresses, and we even took it back to when she was pregnant with her daughter and what was going on for her in her life, where they lived, uh, the stress that they were under as a young married couple. And we eased all of those memories. We cleared all of that that she'd been holding on to. Um, and her whole outlook towards her daughter and the daughter's illness and the impact it was having on their lifestyle um, shifted completely. Um, and then, then it was appropriate to step in and start working with the daughter. Um, and using EFT with her. So it's really important for the listeners if they, they want to use EFT with the children, just consider how, how can I step out of the way myself first before I launch in to help my little one? Uh, what, what do I need to um, work through? Because this is causing me pain as well, observing what's going on and being part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the children are always sensitive enough and aware enough that if there's something going on and the parents aren't talking about it and they may not even be aware of it themselves uh, it's going to impact the child a lot absolutely I mean um, last year I was working with a young teenager in the States um, he had Crohn's uh, and one of the, the biggest stresses for him was not uh, the limiting food, not the challenges about the washroom, not how he often, uh, actually, I think while I was working with him at the beginning, he wasn't attending school at all, but he did go back. So not the, the limitations in attending school and all the other stresses that go with having a chronic condition. The biggest stressor for him was how his illness had affected his parents' relationship. Um, and how they were quite obviously through his eyes finding it really hard to deal with. Uh, and uh, th that put an enormous burden and stress onto him. So then consequently I started working with his mother and we worked through all the stress that she believed uh, she was un well, she felt she was under um, as a result of, uh, w well, ha having such a young child with an illness. Right, and that's such a hard thing for a parent to go through. And, of course, we don't want to put any of that on the child, yet unconsciously, subconsciously, we are, because the child can feel all those things going on uh, beneath the surface with us. 
Yes, that's right. Well, that's, that's why I say we're all connected energetically. So we don't even have to open our mouths and the child will pick up on uh, the anxiety or stress or grief that the parent is feeling. And so therefore, that's an extra burden. Uh, so, for example, uh, in um, in the situation, for example, a child, another child I work worked with, uh, she was um, about eight. Uh, she had real challenges uh, sleeping at night and needed to sleep in her parents' room uh, because she was afraid to be alone in her room. Um, and that that came back to an experience where her mother had been rushed into hospital late at night uh, some years before. Uh, so she was very frightened that if she woke up in the morning or through the night in her own bedroom, she might then realize that her mother wasn't in the house. So in order to uh, feel safe and secure and know definitely where her mother was and her mother's movement she decided she wanted to spend the night each night in her parents bedroom uh so tapping um tapping on the mother around all the anxiety that that created and, and the responsibility and guilt that she felt eased the energy straight away so that then we could, could work on the daughter and uh all her reasons for needing to be in the bedroom wow cool well, Annabelle, we've come again so fast to the end of today's uh, episode. If somebody, particularly parents, if they wanted to, to find out more about how they can use EFT to help them have a better relationship with their kids, not put their stuff on their kids first, and then secondly, help their children uh, deal with whatever is going on for them, what should they do? Yes, uh, please uh, visit my website, www theefthealingcenter.com um, and please feel free to uh, schedule a 30-minute complimentary phone session with me. Very happy to talk to you about that and offer any suggestions. And um, one of the speakers who is uh, presenting at the October Vancouver Canadian EFT gathering is actually going to be talking about how she uses EFT with children and she's a school teacher uh, so if you want even more information about how an expert uses EFT with children uh, you can come and see Patsy Anthony at the EFT gathering and that website is www.canadianeftgathering.com Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.